1: hello and welcome to episode 32 of the 2018 mls fantasy insider podcast our review of round 31 and preview of round 32 this episode is brought to you by your rowdy friends always here for you on a monday night uh wait no no, uh actually brought to you by mlsfantasyboss.com and the awesome subreddit community of r slash fantasy mls I'm your host, Reed Connolly, from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight, joined by regular co-host, Michael Denton, soloing it up tonight in the co-host chair. Um, Blaine may join us later, but his daughter's a bit sick, uh, and so, uh, rightfully so, he is tending to her. So, uh, welcome, Mike.
0: Solo. Solo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Mike and I were just talking. Uh, Mike throws out ideas for our little fun intro every now and then. And he threw out this one today. I was, I was, apologies for anyone if, if my voice cracks during recording tonight. Uh, we had a, at a middle school soccer game where I'm assistant coach, and we beat one of our rivals, and so I did a lot of yelling. And uh, my voice was a little rough at the end of that game. Uh, but Mike put together part of the rundown, and so I saw it, and it said the Rowdy Friends, and I was like, yeah, yeah, about the Tampa Bay Rowdies and some of the stadium stuff. And he was like, oh, wait, football. <laughs> so... Take it so,
0: really, like we branch like three sports because I was thinking like an NFL reference. You were thinking of a major league uh, baseball team buying a USL team. I was like, we're we are crossing the leagues, bringing them all together. That's right. Um, all these leagues which have nothing to do with the fantasy points that are right. All these
1: leagues (laughs) underneath one MLS fantasy umbrella, and just like from uh Spaceballs, what is that to you? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about something that does matter to everyone, and that's uh, round thirty-one. A, a little review of how of our review <clears throat> recap, whatever, of how our teams did. Mike,
0: um, mine did okay, one twenty-two. I mean, it had like pretty decent scores all around. Um, for me, the big issue was up top. Um, I had Zardes and Vela. Um, that just wasn't gonna good enough with um Zlatan. Ah, uh, Rui Diaz and um who's who's the other one who went off this week? All of a sudden, I'm blanking. But anyway, there's a ton of forward production, and I didn't have him. What's that?
1: Ibra? Oh, you said Zlatan.
0: Yeah, I said Zlatan. Um, I'll, I'll I'll think about it once i'm I'm done talking as you. But
1: Wayne did pretty good as well,
0: yeah. W- Wayne Wayne Rooney was another big one. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, that, that kind of hurt. I mean, I don't think it really mattered. I mean, I think most people had either Villa or Morales, so I think everyone got burned um, by the New York City rotation. Um, I did have Zussi on my bench, which was a little disappointing. Um, he only got five, whereas I, ha- I would have had seven from Gataille on the, on the bench um, if I had just scrubbed out Zussi. So, I mean, not bad. I had Alex Ring, got his goal, was a little disappointed in what he did in the second game. Um, but yeah, I was mostly just disappointed in that Zardas and Columbus's offense couldn't do anything more against a tired Philly.
1: Oh, very true. Yeah, that was that was a bit of a shocker. Though I think a lot of us were really hoping that game would go into PKs and that would factor heavily into tired legs, uh, for for potential league games.
0: Right. I I wasn't thinking most tired legs quite as much as just um uh, Dispirited because I mean they got whopped. <laughs> I mean they were pretty much done within ten minutes. Um, I mean the extra time radio crew were pretty much coronating Houston already, writing up their Marcus Beasley pieces. Um, so I mean you know that that's kind of what it is. I was thinking. Like going on the road, you know, after such a big loss was was going to be kind of an issue for them. And I mean it was. They didn't, I mean they got a result, but I mean a nil nil draw is not exactly something to write home about.
1: Uh, I was pretty pleased with my round. Uh, I thought it was a a solid uh, low double game week. Few two teams had double games, so I thought it was a solid round for having only a couple teams in a double game week. Uh, I ended up with 134 points, uh, week rank 322, and I've moved up in my overall ranks about four, three or four spots. So I think if you hit that 130s area, you likely saw some increases. Definitely likely that you maybe it got a score into the 140s i haven't seen things in the 150s yet but i haven't been given a good look uh at at other teams that i that i follow
0: i think uh, there's but, one or two in the 150s in our okay that's probably early. why I seen those
1: yet. but yeah the the mid i would say 130s you saw some increases in the 140s you definitely likely saw a bump unless you're maybe in that top five or ten area uh so pretty yeah. solid overall um for myself, I did a little bit crazy with my front line. I went with uh, Nikolic because he had been doing pretty well with with some scoring. So I went with that. I went with uh, Zlatan on my bench and also Chris Wondolowski, which Mike gave me a little ribbing for uh, in between recordings about how I'm shamed into having San Jose players <laughs> on my team now. Well, Wando got eight points. He got himself a PK. Pretty solid score, I think, for um, – a single game week team. He didn't sub in for me though, because I also had Ladero on my bench as well as uh, Zlatan. And so I got that 23 from Ladero, 15 from Ibra, and I did not have Via. And I was really debating about this before the round started. And how it sort of panned out for me was I could either have Via and not Ladero. Or I could go with Ladero and replace Vio with a New York City FC defender. And I went with Tinnerholm for that. So I got 11 points for him. I got 23 from Ladero. Now, I don't know if that was really better because I was also looking at Acosta from DC. Uh, so I may have got a kind of a wash <laughs> with my points. But it makes me feel good that I still got that big 23 from Ladero. Went with the Morales captain. Had ring. Allison Drini Katai as well. Uh, Zussi was... I just brought him in after I saw that Johnson was doing well, so that was my Malia money being used on Zusi instead. Five points, lowest points for me of the player of the round. Um, pretty happy, pretty pleased with that round. A solid game week overall, um, I have to say. I enjoyed a lot of these games, and we're going to talk about a few of them now because they do have some fantasy impact as we're moving into our final four rounds of the season. So around 31 fantasy focused review, starting out with that New York City FC rotation. Mike, you already teased a little bit of that at the beginning. I'll just let you talk about it right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, pretty clearly New York City blew off um, the second game of the double game week. Uh, Minnesota's turf is notorious. Uh, and the bottom line is New York City doesn't have a whole lot to play for. They're pretty much stuck um, in that third seed, uh, or at least at the at the very least stuck. Uh, getting a home match. Uh, I'm not sure they care all that much as to who they face uh, when. Um, you know, in the first, yeah, I mean they have fifty three points. Columbus has forty eight. Um, so I mean, Columbus has been kind of struggling too, so sure. they should be they should they should get the third seed. So there isn't a whole lot to play for. um VMA have gotten a, a doctor injury. Um, This is the first time Morales has been rotated all year, but he started every other game. You can't really blame them for blowing off this game. It's a a cross division. It's on the road. But obviously it hurts fantasy because, I mean, they had a great win um, in the middle of the week, had a lot of points. You were really thinking they were going to do something big and then uh, blowing off the game against Minnesota, and they looked flat. I mean, I saw the first goal and was just like, yeah, I'm done because there's nothing to watch here. (laughs) (laughs)
1: And it was a calculated risk. Uh, There was that chance. I think the result against Chicago was what we all expected with how Chicago had kind of struggled right there. They had their own stunner, but before we leave New York City FC, they're on a bye this round, a few more games. Do you expect to see this same rotation going into the postseason?
0: Um, Well, it depends what I mean by rotation. I mean, Dome has been pretty much trying like a new lineup every single time. Um, there has been a whole lot of consistency in that respect. So, I mean, unless he changes what he's been doing, I would expect that to continue. But let me but let me
1: let me switch it up. Then some of these uh, marquee fantasy players, Via and uh, Morales, just in particular ones are. Do you expect to have to, those players see limited time? I think people like Ring likely would be a bit more consistent. Right.
0: Um, but some of those hey, yeah, problems. and I mean, I think Via is definitely going to be a concern because, I mean, he's been kind of struggling with injuries all year. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets um, a longer seat, especially with Medina coming back and probably needing some more minutes just to kind of get ready for the playoffs. Um, obviously, you're not that concerned about David Villa getting ready for the MLS playoffs. So um, Villa would be very concerned about. Um, Morales, I, you know, I would be less concerned about. He'll probably get more time. Um, especially since they'll probably need a game or two just to close it out because, I mean, I think they have two against D.C. Uh, or maybe just one against D.C. left. Um, I mean, that's going to be a hard one on the road. And so I, I think outside of Morales I – mean, excuse me, outside of Via, I think your big fantasy players are going to play. Uh, but Villa would be very questionable. I would make sure I check the lineup if I want to play Via.
1: All right, so, yeah, let's talk about Chicago. I know that I brought in uh, Kapelhoff as just uh, – a a value defender, hoping to get a few points out of him for uh, the double game week. So close to getting that shutout against LAFC. I was monitoring this game on my phone, just kept seeing those goals pop up. Uh, what happened there, Mike? How do you evaluate this one?
0: Uh, I evaluated because MLS.
1: <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I mean, outside of because MLS, uh, I, I mean, this is an East Coast, West Coast uh, game. Um, and sometimes just like weird things happen in those games. Um, and Chicago is kind of one of those weird teams where they're done, but they've also been done for a while. So every now and then I think there was also a lot of build-up to this game with it being Bradley's uh, return. Um, there also been some talk about Panovich, um this week and about whether or not he's going to return. Uh, and so sometimes that kind of re- it could be a recipe for a change. Um, also LAFC, they don't have a whole lot to be playing for either. You know, so that's what – because when you have these cross-country trips like that, that's what happens.
1: So not much to really take from this game. Besides, don't think that Chicago's having this turnaround miracle season fantasy-wise at the end of the year. Uh, Houston wins the Open Cup, as Mike mentioned, beat Philadelphia in a pretty interesting game. Uh, but Wando has moved one goal closer to having a scoring record, and uh, that's why I put him on my fantasy team. Uh, going forward, or at least in this last game, because I know that's something that his teammates all want to see him get. So my, my big takeaway from this is uh, that consider Wando. Um, he's a pretty reasonable price for a forward. He has a history of scoring. We know people want on his team want to see him get that record. And so I think as a uh, Otteru bench player, it, it doesn't necessarily make sense. The caveat though, I always use under the right situations. Not sure if this game coming up is that situation, um, but I think Wando's always something to think about hey, I've got some extra cash. What might I do? Or just, I don't know, a crazy flyer, whatever you're feeling like if you want to make it fun for the end of the season.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think as you know, San Jose doesn't have a whole lot to play for the rest of the season either. They really, the only thing interesting going on in this team is Wando's record. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets more starts. And people start passing him to try to get in more shots. And so if you take taking more shots, you'll get more fantasy opportunities as a cheap forward. If you're looking to kind of fill out in that, you know, you know, double autoroo um scenario, I think he could be a really good um option. Because I mean, we do people have a lot of money right now, but we're not as flush with cash as we were at the end of the year. And you need to kind of make a budget cut somewhere and to try to you know, put Wando in as that last forward bench, you could do a lot worse.
1: Yeah. He is 6.2, I believe, so uh, very easy on your budget. Uh, Big win in Harrison over there in New Jersey, and it's big because it keeps the fantasy game interesting. Um, The Red Bulls beat Atlanta. They are duking it out right now for the Supporters' Shield, and that puts the Red Bulls one point behind Atlanta. And that's huge, I think, going into these last few games because it gives the Red Bulls so much to play for, even though I know – they want MLS Cup bad. Someone from New York, i should guess I just say Mike, wants MLS Cup bad. <laughs> but um, Supporter Shield is is right there, and it's tempting <clears throat> people to it out with Atlanta. So I think that's uh, the best result we could have hoped for to keep it interesting for uh, – more for New York because Atlanta is just going to do Atlanta anyway. They don't rotate. So that's, that's <laughs> what Atlanta is. So more, more so interesting for New York, <clears throat> in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I was impressed that they were able to do it without BWP yeah. and without Tyler Adams. I mean, those are clearly their two best players. Um, and to me, it's just more of an issue. I mean, I don't know what Atlanta will look like next year. They don't play many. They don't, I don't think they play a good team the rest of the way. Um, but I mean, Atlanta has had a problems all year. They smoke and absolutely annihilate the bad teams. But every time they've played a good team, they've struggled. They didn't beat New York city. Um, They haven't, they didn't beat the New York red bulls Um, going back against Toronto. They didn't look good. Um, They lost against sporting Kansas city earlier this year. Um, A lot of bad losses um, when they play the top teams in MLS. And that's a problem getting into the playoffs when they've been playing teams who are good defensively, they've had issues. So, Probably something more to keep in mind as far as, you know, the end of the year playoff pick But since Atlanta's uh, last three games are New England, Chicago, and at Toronto, probably not have to worry about that the rest of the year since I'm sure Atlanta is probably blowing off that match in Toronto. But, um, yeah, something to think about for the playoffs.
1: So our next highlight, Michael titled uh, Seattle Stomping, but I prefer his subtitle here, which is, Michael, why are you so dumb?
0: Uh, A lot of reasons, but the main reason is that we had a whole podcast last week, and I talked about how I didn't want to pick Seattle because Rui Diaz had missed the last game, and Rui Diaz had totally not missed the last game. So thank you to whoever on Reddit pointed out that I was an idiot. Um, Whenever I am an idiot, you guys should point it out. Uh, Yeah, and um, so I did go with Ladero, and I wish I had went with Rui Diaz. Um, In our show league, I went with both of them and was one of the people who got the highest score in show league history because holy smokes was that a stopping um yeah so rudy's is back seattle's awesome at home and colorado is terrible
1: and i as i said on reddit i was pretty sure that Ruiz Diaz had played but you and blaine were just so darn convincing (laughs) that i I was like well maybe i was wrong about that um because because i checked i checked the the website i was like it shows he started did he did he get injured or subbed out again? I thought that was just the first game. Well, okay, I guess I missed something. But, yeah, yeah, so that's that's why Mike is so dumb. And the rest of us I mean, just called right along.
0: But, but honestly, the fact that I convinced Reed of something he knew was wrong is <laughs> a really great credit to me as a lawyer. That's
1: <laughs> so. right. Oh, yeah, you, you are a lawyer. So. Uh, and you had Blaine's help, so there was that. Yes. Um, we talked about our forward picks before, and we both had the Zlatans – in our lineup, um, and he he put together uh, a great performance. Still dragging LAFC, not LAFC, still dragging the LA Galaxy along, kicking and screaming as they're trying to make it to the playoffs. a Three nothing win over a Roboless Vancouver. Um, I really don't know. I've heard a lot of talk about this, especially uh, Extra Time Radio recently about the decision to get rid of Robo right now. And it I find it equally baffling as, as why I just just drop so close to the end of the season. Um, the suggestion put out there that it was more of a mutual parting makes sense to me. But I, I think uh, that's really going to impact Vancouver, no pun intended, uh, going forward. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> going forward for the rest yeah. of the season, uh, just fantasy-wise, because of some disarray that may be there.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, they weren't really a great team to start off with. They didn't have a whole lot of options there. Um, I mean, maybe they're a team to target now. We'll kind of have to see. Um, but, I mean, they have pretty much wasted Davies. Um, I mean, Davies, I think, is already pretty much just practicing for Bayern and just looking, hoping to not get injured. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just more practice for him. Um, yeah, I mean – they, they 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 have a lot of problems. They I mean we as fantasy players I, I don't think we've picked Vancouver players consistently since Pedro Morales left. That's um,
1: that's true. Though no, I think we did we we went with Davies a little bit when he was cheaper. Uh, yeah, I mean we had Davies cheap out.
0: last year. Um, we had him a few times this year, and every now and then he threw in like a Waston um, yeah. or something like that. But I mean. You know, you're going to pick every player. You know, it's every team at some point. But
1: yeah, no, that's true. Yeah,
0: they they have a lot of work to do in Vancouver.
1: And the final game that we're going to talk about, because holy cow, do we need to talk about it? Uh, I guess Wayne the Swamp right here. It was mentioned. I don't remember if it was you or Blaine last week, Mike. Uh, depending on which Montreal team showed up, was going to impact. Again, no <laughs> pun intended. Um, a lot that that was going to be the main factor in this game, and it was not the impact that was ready to play. And DC stomps them five to zero as they earn more valuable points, trying to make it into the playoffs. They are two points off of Montreal. That's why that game was so important. Montreal now sits at forty points in the sixth spot in the East, and DC United sits at thirty-eight points, uh, right there. So very possible that DC could could swap places with Montreal. As we're wrapping up the year, we already know that DC has some great players to look at. Uh, We had Ariola, and we had Acosta, and we had Rooney all getting it done. We've got uh, Assad back in the mix now as well, who got a couple of clean clean sheets, a couple of assists. There we go. Uh, It just all blends together. It's been 32 weeks. Come on. Almost 32 weeks. Come on. Um, But yeah, four players right there to be constantly in your conversation when you're looking at DC options for the rest of the year. And you got some a handful of defensive options even as well with Hamid back there. Not the greatest defensive team, but under the right situations, Hamid could be a good pick, uh, especially off the bench. Anything else you want to add, Mike, about about this round before we get some housekeeping here? I I enjoyed it. It was a good round, I thought.
0: Yeah, I mean, plenty of um, lucrative fantasy options. So um, not not too bad. Um, I mean, I think the playoffs race is getting pretty well settled i mean because i it, it'd be hard to see dc united not getting that spot since they have you know they're only two games behind montreal with two extra games um and then in the west it's pretty much just to see what zlatan can do to try to pull <laughs> them into that spot um but i mean at least there's a lot of good fight jocelyn first position because they're all pretty close in the west so it yeah, should, should uh, be a lot uh interesting last few weeks
1: it definitely will be. The West is the place to watch. I think. I mean, the East has got its own games. I don't want to put it down. Uh, well, let's. Well, move. I mean, the
0: East is pretty much settled for seating. It's the East will probably be more sixth, exciting come playoffs. Six spot. Yeah. Uh,
1: okay. Well, let's go ahead and move into our housekeeping. Uh, as we already mentioned, uh, New York City FC is on a buy round. This round, uh, round thirty-two. So, if you're looking for your budget or your switcheroo players, that is the first team to target. Uh, otherwise. No double game weeks. This is a little breath of fresh air that we get to enjoy after about a month or so of, of Wednesday starts and just a couple of days for planning. No games are going to be played until around Friday, Saturday this week. I think it's Saturday, uh, Friday or Saturday. I'll look it up before I finish my segment here. Um, but we got plenty of time to, to start your planning. And Saturday, October 6th is the start date. There are two teams That kick us off about the same time, Montreal versus Columbus at 3, and then right out on their heels, Atlanta versus New England Revolution at 3.30. So uh, plenty of time to think about your games. Put on your radar, though, upcoming international games. uh, On October 11th and October 16th, the United States is playing. So that's going to impact mostly rounds 33 and 34, but just keep those on your radar – that you're going to start seeing some players disappear maybe not be options uh and next week is going to be very light patreon update this is a patreon update and just a general prize update i've had some problems with paypal apparently all almost all of the gift cards that i ordered and sent out last week didn't actually get sent out because there was a hold put on my transactions and paypal actually didn't tell me about that hold until people started emailing me saying hey you said i'd get my gift card in 24 hours what's going on so i don't know why those didn't get sent out i tried to talk to paypal and they weren't very helpful. uh so i'm going to try to send them out again to the people except for one person calvin got his car, his uh, $50 gift card so congrats calvin on your victory, not only in winning the $50 gift card, but getting through the PayPal lottery to hit it, actually hit your inbox. So uh, apologies to everyone who won prizes and gift cards from the MLS fantasy boss, the Patreon and the r slash fantasy MLS uh, spring leagues. I'm going to be rescinding those. And with hope, fingers crossed, uh, they will go out this time. If you're thinking to yourself right now, Hey, I want to win a $50 gift card. How do I do that? Well, it's simple. You have to join one of our fantasy leagues. So you're probably looking at 2019. But you can also become a member of our Patreon supporter group. And you do that by going to patreon.com slash MLSFI and just join. You uh, sign up to give a regular monthly donation to us to help the podcast and to help get the prizes like the gift cards, but also some awesome scarves, some cool stickers. I actually reached over and picked up the stickers and held them up in front of the microphone because this is radio. Uh, So we've got some cool stickers that you can get and uh, we also have pint glasses and some cool other prizes that I I will be honest I have not been great at getting them executed this season. Uh, We increased some of what we were doing and I'm, I'm working on doing that better so thanks for sticking with us. Um, and thanks for supporting this podcast and the projects that we do to help us with our hosting fees and our prizes and, and just building this community. It is so much fun, and we're glad that you are a part of it. Again, if you wanted to learn more, head over to Patreon.com. That's dot com slash M-L-S-F-I. And now Mike with the injury news.
0: Uh, all right. I just have uh, three this week. Um, Via, I think, was the big one. Um, he has an adductor strain or whatever. Um no timetable because it's New York City. Um, obviously, I think we, we talked about it earlier, he's a rotation risk going forward. Uh, for DC United, uh, O'Neill Fisher has a knee injury. He was supposedly getting an MRI today. Uh, no word on the result of that MRI yet. Uh, and then Warner for Minnesota had a red card. Um, so those are the suspensions I know about, but I, I didn't check the uh, yellow card accumulation. So, uh, But that will be posted sometime in the week, so we sh- you should be able to access that.
1: Yes, we have plenty of time this week before we uh, plenty,
0: of time, plenty of time. Just relax, I take a break.
1: Wealthy, wealthy with time, just not spoiled. Spoiled with time, I don't know what yeah. to do. Uh, we'll make a podcast. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start our round thirty-two preview. So nothing special this week with a double game week team. So we're just going to go right into a game by game preview, making a bit of a conversation since. Just Mike and I here tonight. I'm going to start out, uh, like I said, Montreal versus Columbus. Kick things off at 3 o'clock. My game expectations here. Montreal have a lot riding on this game if they hope to keep themselves in that playoff hunt. Uh, They've been low scoring recently at home, uh, but Columbus has allowed three goals to be scored on them on the road in two of their last four games, I believe. So Columbus's defense has not been as solid as it has been in the past. I think that gives Montreal some good opportunities for some offensive production since they have a bit of a spark they can ride. Um, they've We've seen some of those flashes if players like Piotti show up uh, to just be firing on all cylinders. My score prediction against Columbus, because there's so much to play for for Montreal, I think they're going to get it done. I don't think there'll be a clean sheet here. I'm thinking 2-1. Columbus and your key target players are Piotti and Titer. Now, had a question from Reddit and it was who are, it was Reddit or it might have been Twitter. Someone sent a question in and it was who are the best value players or who are the value players that we're targeting for this round? I just went ahead and threw in a value option with each of my picks. So if you're looking for a value option, Montreal has a good one. His name is Quincy Ameriqua, friend of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast. But he's also been involved in the offense recently, uh, has done some scoring, a very budget value price, a good bench option, if you think he might be involved in some of the offense with uh, Montreal. Mike, uh, if you have nothing to add, move on to Atlanta versus New England.
0: Ah, uh, the only thing I was gonna say is I, I just don't have as much faith in Columbus as you do. They've been kind of struggling recently with a couple of bad results, a couple of like weird draws, low scoring games. Um, so I, I could definitely see Montreal kind of coming out with this, but but I, I pretty much agree with your picks. I think Piotti and Titer would be where I would be looking. I, I
1: wouldn't I think they might get the picks, clean sheet.
0: Yeah, I I could see them just with ha- with as weird as Columbus has been. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Yeah, my. Uh- I
1: could I could see that chance. Uh, they they'd probably be a bit of a like a second tier clean sheet pick for me. I just it's it's a bit of a a recognition that Montreal has had some struggles recently that I give Columbus that one goal.
0: But, yeah,
1: uh, Atlanta New England.
0: Um, so earlier in the podcast, I talked about Atlanta struggles against good teams and how they smoke bad teams. Um, new England is a bad team. Now I do know that earlier in the season, it was just a one, one draw between them, but that's at Gillette. That's at turf. And most players who will go there are really just concerned about not getting injured. Um, they're going to be at home. Uh, they're going to be, you know, angry. They're going to be motivated in order to try to win the shield Atlanta's first trophy. Um, so I think they just absolutely obliterate new England. Um, obviously all your atlanta offensive players are in play you know in september at this point you should know who those players are they're good picks this week um it's just a matter of where they fit in your budget and basing and juggling them with some of the other options so uh three nothing at least to atlanta
1: so i wouldn't call new england a good team but are they really a bad team can they be a myth team because i mean (laughs) They've been kind of weird this year. They, they've had some okay looks and haven't really. They're they're like that lukewarm team that they never really are shining, but they're never really like. They're not Orlando, so we're not talking with them about <laughs> spoilers uh, about that. But I don't know.
0: I, okay, so I don't know. Um, since Is it too much? am I too optimistic? Uh, all right, so since July, they have had one win. Uh, that was against New York City um admittedly but that was a game where they were outshot like 22 to 3 um every every other game has been like losses um they've conceded a goal every single one of those games uh i don't think they've kept a clean sheet since july 7th against seattle um yeah i mean in most of these games when you look at the scores they're letting in two goals uh so I'm comfortable saying they're a bad team. I mean, to me, like, the beginning of the year they were good, but they've definitely hit a wall and have fallen off. So when you look at what Atlanta does against teams like that, it's usually to put them in the shredder.
1: I guess I was just looking at their, their last – they had that 3-3 draw against against Orlando, which, I uh, uh, mm-hmm. 2-0 loss at, uh, at D.C., a 1-0 loss at Union. Not, not horrible. We just saw D.C. put up five goals on somebody. Uh, that 1-0 win over New York, 1-1 draw with LA, 4-1 loss with Toronto. I don't know. I, I think that's why sometimes I'm like, uh, eh, they're met, but I'm with you. They're definitely not good, but I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, uh, eh, New England, they're not, they're okay. And- yeah, but
0: I mean, at least against against Atlanta, you've got to have a good defensive foundation. Oh, yes.
1: No, they don't they pick don't. New England players. I <laughs> don't, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Don't, that was just a little tangent. Sorry. Don't pick New England.
0: <laughs> Players, right? Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, I, have we been picking New England players all year since like. Uh, no, I don't
1: think so. Maybe, maybe at the beginning. Uh, okay, next game Toronto versus Vancouver. Uh, technically, Vancouver is still in the playoff hunt. Actually, I don't think Vancouver is going to make the playoffs. So they're pretty much out of it. Toronto is a long shot at best. I don't think either of these teams will be in the playoffs. And so for me, though, this one just all comes down to Canadian pride. Uh, they they met in the Canadian Cup in the final this year and so there's there's i think pride to play for both have struggled Vancouver struggling now Toronto has struggled back and forth throughout this whole season they've been getting some more production together so i do like maybe a maybe one Toronto pick this week maybe it's just going to be a bench option i think this game's going to be a 2-2-2-1 Toronto because they still have had some tr- struggles on Defense, uh, go-to picks are Javinko and Vasquez. They've been coming through lately. Maybe Altador, depending on what your budget looks like or, or who you're feeling at that time. Bench value option, I think, is Delgado right here. Uh, he's uh, more defensive there. I think he got an assist last week, so you're looking maybe more in that four- to five-point range, but uh, could be a, a surprise player for you coming off the bench. Not my favorite team, though, to pick from for this for this round.
0: Um, so, I'm just going to point out like how good Giovico has been, which we haven't really talked about. And I think it's been lost because he's missed a few games in the stretch. But I mean, his last four are 13, 13, 9, and 9. And then, if you go past that for all the games he started, you get another 9, 9, 13, 7, 8. Um, you're going back to week 20. Um, so, I mean, Giovinco, I mean, he's risen up to 14 million, which makes him very expensive, but he's been earning that uh, price point.
1: So Giovinco, he is on my list. Um,
0: sorry, I just no. you just, you just hate Giovinco.
1: I I guess, (laughs) I guess some of that's Guy Sanchez. No, you're absolutely right. And I know that had been pointed out a couple of shows back. And I guess that's the trap that can be Toronto is because I had even forgot about some of that production. Uh, that Javinko was uh, putting up recently. So um, Javinko can be that one. I did say maybe go with one player, and that one player can be Javinko. How about that?
0: Yeah. And, and, and you also mentioned Vasquez, and he's been very good when he's played. It's just been the right. consistent. He's been injured. Yeah.
1: So all that's working out. Uh, so let's just scratch that, reverse it. I think, yeah, Gio and Vasquez definitely good options. Uh, this week, especially since I do think Vancouver will be struggling without their coach option. And I uh, undersold them beforehand, so I appreciate Mike calling me out on that. Uh, and we will avoid the segment next week of Read Why You So Dumb. <laughs> Mike, talk to us about Philadelphia versus Minnesota.
0: All right. Uh, well, Philadelphia, um, you know, off the Open Cup, uh, needs to solidify their playoff position. Um I think this is a game where we've talked talked about Philly all year. Philly is a really good opportunity to fill out your budget. Um, most of their players are still pretty cheap. Uh, Burke up top is seven point seven. I think that's a great value for um, you know a bench forward uh, position. Uh, their back line is also relatively cheap, except for I, th- I think is a trustee who's up to nine million. One of those, one of their defenders is very expensive, but the rest of them are are fairly affordable, and so you can kind of fill out your ruse there. Um, that's where I would do. On the Minnesota side, uh, I don't think there's any reason to pick anyone other than Quintero, um, maybe Ibarra, but um, clearly Quintero is the best one. I don't think he's a terrible pick, but on the road, I think there's better options this week. Um, but he's certainly someone to look at if you're trying to think for a differential. Um, but I, I think this is probably like a 2 nothing win for Philly.
1: And do you like Doshel?
0: Oh, yeah, I, sh- I, I, I had him written down and then didn't say him. Yeah, I, I like Doxel, um as, as a good value midfielder. I also like Badoya, If you need to kind of go more of a defensive midfielder, he's been more consistent. Um, so I, I definitely think those are all options.
1: And I, I think we've been calling him Dockle most of the year. I heard someone pronounce it Dojel, and you know how we are with names, guys. So yeah. uh, feel free to correct us. I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, Moving on. FC Dallas versus Orlando. Uh, Orlando is not good. Uh, I don't think we're going to have any conversation about about mincing words with that one. Orlando is not very good. A lot of things have gone wrong for them this season. And I don't think this game is going to be one of the things that goes right for them. Uh, Traveling to Dallas. I think this game is uh, a good opportunity for defenders for you this week. Um, but also some good offensive options as Dallas has been putting up some goals lately. I think this will be a three to nothing victory for Dallas, not even giving a pity goal here for Orlando Uh, fantasy options. I like Barrios. I like mascara from uh, a nice little midfield pick there. Pick your favorite Dallas defender. As far as that goes, Um, hedges and cannon are, are the top, scoring options right there cannon is a little bit cheaper than hedges i believe uh, very close in the score and then as a, a good bench option look up top at coleman i think he's four four point five maybe just five million he's he's super cheap he has been starting up top for dallas with a good opportunity for points against orlando uh, he may be able to get get uh, some opportunities to get some easy points there still have him on the bench but, uh, yeah, I think uh, you could definitely even have two Dallas defenders this week, starting one and maybe having one on, uh, as an auto on your bench. I do think this is a good opportunity for a clean sheet. Mike, Sporting Kansas City versus the LA Galaxy.
0: Uh, part of the question this week is going to be which Sporting Kansas City defense. I mean, they went um, in August, I think, with four clean sheets. Uh, but since then, they gave up three goals against Seattle, um, a goal against San Jose, two goals against Philly, and then one to RSL without Rustic. Um That's not a very impressive defensive performance. Um, so, can they keep uh, Zlatan down? Um, that's the big question. I mean, last time they they beat uh, the Galaxy in April 2 0. So, they were able to do that at StubHub. Um, although that was in Zlatan, had just kind of just come on the scene. I think it'd been two or three weeks um, with the team at that point. Um, I just don't have a whole lot of trust in this uh, Sporting Kansas City defense to do that, um, especially with the way Zlatan's been playing. Um, so I think you could go with Zlatan this week. Um, you know, Alessandrini probably not so much. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot of great offensive play uh, options for Sporting Kansas City, but that's probably your differential budget value because if you can kind of pick which player is going to start, we all know how bad LA Galaxy's defense is, and so you might get some value there. Um but with the way they've kind of rotated and injuries in and out, I will kind of look at the lineup first before I threw anyone like Rubio or, or one of those guys in.
1: Now they have gotten two clean sheets over the past two games, though.
0: What sporting Kansas City? No, LA. Sporting, got- no, 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 yeah, yeah, but I mean, those are against uh, Vancouver, um, who can't score, <laughs> and uh, who who was the other one? It was. Seattle. Yeah, so, which is I think
1: that was, was that yeah. the injured Rui Diaz? Oh, wait, no.
0: Oh, ouch. I like <laughs> that. I, I respect that game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they were coming off a double game week. Just
1: that's fair. No, that's fair. Uh, no, I still, I'm still not a fan of LA Galaxy Defenders, but throw that out there. Um, maybe a bench option, something like that, a switcheroo thing. So you never know what may tickle somebody's fancy. No. Uh, Colorado versus LAFC. Uh, Colorado is also not a great team. They have even been dropping points at home where they're normally going to have that conditioning advantage, being up there in altitude, or at least we've seen that in the past. Uh, Over the past couple of games, Atlanta put up three against them. Real Salt Lake put up six against them. And the last time they traveled to Los Angeles to play LAFC, LA beat them two to nothing. So I don't have high expectations for uh, Colorado in this game I think this is one of the games where you're going to see the away side do better Um, by how much I don't know because LAFC has struggled with offensive production some on the road has been uh, an example in the past so I'm thinking 2-0 with this game it could easily be 1-0 with this game so I don't know how heavy you'll want to go with LAFC players Um, a bit of a risk but if you do want to go with them just pick your favorite LAFC attackers because those are the ones who are going to be doing well. So Bella and Rossi are, are definitely right there on your list and um, maybe a defender if you really don't think that Colorado can score, uh, which is I, I think a very reasonable option. So look at their defense. They're a bit pricey though so it may not work if you have other options especially with high price attackers that you want to go with um, and for the bench value player funny enough I think it's Benny Failhaber um, midfield there I think he's low seven so that's a pretty decent value for some of the production that we do see from time to time Mike Real Salt Lake versus Portland
0: these are two kind of like weird teams they're both in the playoff picture so this is a game that's going to be hugely important um, but they've been kind of um weird recently I mean uh RSL did have that one stretch where they dropped 12 goals in two games and then they drew to Minnesota so just kind of real up and down real inconsistent um we we heard the news about Rusnak um who wasn't part of the team this weekend so that he could go um force RSL into finalizing his deal which has been done um so this will be a home game for him I don't know what kind of reception again I assume he'll probably be positive reception um but obviously he'll have that contract uh, to live up to, which I think is the biggest in RSL's history. If but will he the have
1: point. the contract? Because Trey is gone now, so who's going to be handing out those copies? I, I
0: I mean, I guess Pecky's on the printer himself. <laughs> but, you know, which which <laughs> may be better. Down in so I don't pitches. know. Uh, yeah. R- r- rest in peace, Trey. Uh, not not rest in peace because you died. Whoa, but whoa, whoa. <laughs> he just gotta gotta nine, guys. Job. It's okay
1: but Keep he's not handing he's not
0: handing out contracts so what good is he you know it's it's like effectively dead uh, So, yes, yeah so i don't know if this is a game i want to put a whole lot of fantasy stock in um rusnak at, at home is probably your better bet uh valeri has been very inconsistent he hasn't been good um on the road as much um in general i'm staying away from this i have this as like a 1-1 draw um neither of these teams are consistent enough for me to really love them compared to some of the other options we have
1: Totally agree. Uh, San Jose versus New York Red Bulls. I, f- I feel like every time I talk about games from now on, I'm always going to get the San Jose game.
0: Um, yeah, I, I pretty much made San Jose your team.
1: Yeah, I know. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so when I first started thinking about San Jose versus the Red Bulls, I was thinking, man, do I really want to consider Red Bull players this week? Because do they need this game? San Jose is out. They are not going to be in the playoffs. Red Bulls are in. They're, they're making it. And then that Atlanta game that we talked about from this past round where they they beat Atlanta, and now they're just one goal behind. So if you're going for the shield, heck yeah, you want this game. This is easy points for the New York Red Bulls. San Jose has not been good. Uh, Yeah, they've not been good. I'm thinking this is going to be a 3-0 game, the return of Bradley Wright Phillips, get Kaku involved in there, possibly have some good options. On defense right here, Robles, I think, is a, def- is a keeper option for this round. Uh, Lawrence is a pretty value defender that uh, gets into the attack sometimes for uh, the Red Bulls. So I think you have some good options right here with New York. If you're looking for a bench player, I'm going to butcher this name completely. Um, Rostowski is a midfielder that got an assist last week. He's had – or was it a goal? He got on the score sheet last week, and uh, he's – been subbing in, not getting full 90s. He got a full 90 last time, but he's been subbing in some throughout the whole season. Had some decent production middle of the year, so keep an eye on him as a as a maybe a, a substitution when you see the rosters. But he's a very value-priced player. Could get some production for you if you're just looking for something uh, differential right there. Does it pain you to think about Red Bull players, Mike?
0: Um, I mean, I've I've gotten used to it. I mean, you know, they've been competitive <laughs> enough that you pretty much have to have to play him um I mean the only thing I would point out is that kaku is kind of his point his his point price has uh fallen a little bit uh, he only got two points last week um he's in a stretch of actually um out of his last four games he only got not two to, uh, once and I was a 10 pointer against uh Toronto um so he's very much a hit or miss but I mean at seven point six that's about what you're going to expect
1: you could look at Royer as another option this is kaku's one of those players for me that I bring him into my team, and he does absolutely nothing. And then I, I look at the games like you, Mike, and I'm like, okay, of your last four games, you've done jack for me. You've got four points. This is this is not good. I banish you to not being in my team. You scored 12 points. Awesome. Great. Well, thanks, Kaku. So uh, he's one of those boomer bust players. But, yeah, if you are worried about Kaku, I think Royer another good option right there. Um, that you could slot in there. He has some good production as well uh dc
0: united versus chicago mike um so we talked about chicago not being good uh we i know they just had the game against lafc for me that doesn't change anything especially on the road they're very bad they're defensive they're poorest defensively and we know what um dc united have been able to do with acosta and rooney um i really like acosta this week uh i mean he's he's been so good with rooney i think rooney is a great option too um, we mentioned Assad earlier uh coming back and, and getting an assist um in that five uh goal route against Montreal. I also think um they're pretty good as far as defensive options. Um we don't know what Fisher's status is, uh, but Brilliant um, is only five point five. Uh he and he's a starting center back. Um, so I think he's an option. Um Kind of really up and down uh, the spine, I think for DC, um, you've got some good fantasy picks. Um, a bunch of midfielders, and you know Rooney, and you know even Hamid, if you want to to make that work. So I I see this as a two nothing win for DC.
1: All right, and our final game of the round is Seattle versus Houston. Um, what I'll say about Houston is that they've actually slowed the flow of goals over their their past few away games and by that I mean slowed the flow of goals that have been scored against them uh over their past few away games but Seattle's reached that point of the year which they seem to always reach during the latter part of the season where their offense it's it's like that that bomb orc that, that in Lord of the Rings that was running towards Helms Deep and then just shattered the the wall that's That's what Seattle's offense is like to this uh, shoring up that Houston has done, I think. So I think uh, this is going to be another high-scoring game for Seattle, even though Houston's off of that energy from uh, the Open Cup victory. I'm thinking it's a 3-1 game. Houston just really gets its – not Houston, Seattle gets its machine going. Maybe a pity goal for Houston because Minotas and those guys have been doing very well. I think they can get something done. Um, but I think this is going to be another good game for Seattle. Uh, Ladero Ruiz Diaz, maybe a defender. If you don't think they're going to be able to get that production going, could be an option. Though some of Seattle's defenders can be expensive, uh, depending on who starts. A little bit of rotation there as well. As a potential bench value, look at Rodriguez in the midfield. Uh, pretty value, been involved in in some of the build up right there. Uh, I don't know if you really want to go with the value when it comes to Seattle. They just want to go all-in with those big players that you know are going to have production or have at least very good confidence.
0: One thing I want to add is – You're going to go with Ruiz
1: Diaz
0: this week? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with Ruiz Diaz. Um, One thing I want to add is the way the schedule works. This is a really good opportunity for switch rooms because you've got all the games on Saturdays, but they're kind of spaced out a little bit. You've got like some 12 noon um, Eastern time, I, I think, games. Um, and then all throughout, then you have one game on Sunday, and then one game on Monday, which is at Sa- Seattle-Houston. So I would definitely look at DC and Seattle players and kind of have them in mind, and you know, kind of put in, um, you know, some of the other the Saturday players on your bench, and then kind of see, am I kind of switching a Seattle player or switch them out? And so you, there's a lot of opportunities to play around this week with the schedule.
1: All right, well, thank you so much, Mike, for uh, helping with those game breakdowns. Now we're going to move on to the chalkboard. So, Mike, let's start out with you with uh, keepers.
0: Uh, Right now I have Guzon in goal. Mm. Um, I mean, it's part of the switcher as part of a keeper. Uh,
1: For me, like I said, I'm looking at Robles as a pretty good option, but I also have uh, Jesse Gonzalez on uh, the bench right now, 4.9. He did play last round. Uh, Keep an eye on some of the Dallas keepers, though there has been some rotation at times. Uh, Moving on to defense, I'll start this one. Uh, Again, I talked up Dallas and uh, New York Red Bulls during the breakdowns. I still also like their defenders as options. Uh, For me, I like Reggie Cannon. I also like uh, Kamar Lawrence over there at uh, Red Bulls. Rounding it out, I do like what Mike was talking about with Atlanta, and so I have Parkhurst on my team he had some yellow card concerns in the past so I've stayed away from him I think during their last double game week but that's I believe over now um, but Parkhurst is right there and then uh, once again at laFC Silva is listed as injured so I have to keep an eye on that one but Jakovic played again uh, six million defender and I think they might have an option at at an opportunity and in an a way clean sheet so he rounds out some budget defense right there Mike
0: uh, I have Brilliant, uh, Leerdam and Hedges um, in the squad. And then I have Vanderweel uh, on the bench. I really like Toronto's opportunity against Vancouver, um, who doesn't have a whole lot of goals in them. Um, so, yeah, um, that, that's where I'm looking at. But, I mean, I would also consider Atlanta defenders.
1: Uh, Mike Midfield.
0: Uh, Midfield, I went super expensive. Um, I have Almiron, Ladero, and Lucho Acosta um, on the starting spots, and then I have Tyler Adams on the bench right now. That's kind of a placeholder. I keep bouncing between who I want there.
1: Mm. Uh, For myself, I also have Almiron and Ladero and Acosta. I'm considering Dojko as well from Philadelphia, and I – don't know what I'm going to do for that fourth spot if I'm going to try to get a, a value player or uh, just leave a blank and, and use uh, that with the switcheroo options. But those four guys are... Uh, uh, I might, might try to work a Piotti in. I don't know. i mm-hmm. trying to figure out that one right now. And uh, finally, forwards. I just switched this up a little bit because I did fall into that Toronto trap as we were talking about before. So... Uh, top forwards that I like going into this round, I have to like Martinez just with the raw production that he has put up recently. <clears throat> going to put uh, Javinko right there at the top, and then going to round it out with Rui Diaz.
0: Yeah, I have uh, Joseph Martinez and Rui Diaz. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have the money to um, make it for a Giovico, but uh, right now I have Burke as that um, third forward in, in part of the switcheroo.
1: Yeah, and for my team, the mine does get tight as well. That's again part of that uh, midfield jockeying around. I'm looking at right there is where do I want to shift that value to for myself? So, um,
0: yeah, and I mean, I you know I don't have a whole lot of value. Um, mine's kind of petered off in the past few weeks. Um, I think the double game weeks have really hurt it a lot. Um, but anyway, I'm. With having such an expensive midfield, and I think a lot of the defenders we're looking at are also very expensive, um, in, in no small part because Seattle's gotten so many clean sheets and they've really racked up points. Um, so it can be kind of tough to fill your budget. So the budget players are probably where you're going to differentiate yourself this week.
1: Who knows? Maybe you'll plop yourself in with the Will Brum or something like
0: that. Well, Yeah, I, I know Reed likes what we're doing our. <laughs> Art, go, go let's, Vaco. Let's I know Reed let's wants to crazy. go Vaco. How dare you not pick Vaco, Reed?
1: <laughs> hey, Wando's my, my San Jose pity pick. It's not
0: good enough. has to be Vaco.
1: All right. Uh, captains, Mike.
0: Uh, I have it on Ladero. I mean, he got 23 points last week. I'm, I'm good with that.
1: I I have it on Ladero right now myself because that, that number does attract me. I'm back and forth, though, between Almiron as well, so But right now I do have it on Ladero. So one of those two guys is what I'll finally settle on. Uh, clean sheet predictions. I think we've already talked about some of this some throughout the show. But uh, clearly I like uh, the New York Red Bulls for an away chance at a clean sheet. I like Dallas as a home chance for a clean sheet. I like LAFC as another away shot at a clean sheet. And I like Atlanta as a home shot at a clean sheet.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, um, D.C., Seattle, Dallas, and Atlanta are, are where I'm really looking at defensively.
1: All right. Well, Mike, thank you so much for those player picks. Everyone stay tuned to the chalkboard. Could change some by the time we get to uh, actual kickoff as we'll have more time to think and, and move things around. Uh, so uh, keep an eye out, out on Twitter for that to be posted from the MLSFI account, usually about an hour before game starts, So that should be around 2 p.m. when you'll see that. Uh, now it's time for our league update. A pretty good league as well this time. Uh, I said that I got 134 points for my score. That was fantastic for me because I uh, beat Kyle, uh, who was used to write the XG articles for us, MLS Fantasy Boss, 134 to 132. So that was a, a real tight game right there that helped me move up to fourth place in the league. Uh, elsewhere, I actually had this loaded up and then I lost it just a second ago as I was trying to, there we go. Uh, so elsewhere, we had, uh, Ben Bear get an easy win against our teammate that has dropped off, so Ben won 128 to nothing right there. Uh, Andrew Wiebe almost won, uh, 73 to 86, but he still lost, so the world is, is all good right there. The that high- was like the
0: sort of taco bowl because I don't think either of those players have been picking to play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the highest score of the round goes to older goaler who did get one of those 150-point 150 totals, uh, 155 points, goes to him. An easy win over Guanaphone, 155-103. to 103. Uh, Mike, you – I'll let you say this.
0: New York is blue and white. New York is blue and white. Oh. I uh, beat Tim uh, by three points this week.
1: I find that New very York, fitting man. for for our New York Derby here. I'll even call it Derby for you, since since I know that's how you guys say it.
0: I, I appreciate it. I, I know how much it pains you to say Derby. So I know it's I, not.
1: It's just wrong. It just sounds wrong. There. <laughs> yeah. uh, so yeah, a lot of a lot of great matches in uh, our head-to-head league here with MLS Fantasy Insider Patreon. Uh, or sorry, not Patreon. This is our MLS Fantasy Insider Hosts Invitational League, which includes several of our top Patreon donors as another uh, prize that you can get or reward you can get for pl- participating in our Patreon group.
0: How, how many weeks left do we have in the... So this the is week head 32 head. of
1: 35. So we have four more weeks left uh, before... Actually, I guess for our head-to-head league, we're going to be getting... Uh, 32 is the final week before we get into our playoffs.
0: Do we, so, so let's see. They got eight play, teams in the playoffs. Yes. You're oh, right. Man. So, you're so right I've got to come down because I'm I'm in tenth, but I'm even on points. So I just gotta gotta make it up. Mm-mm.
1: You're on the bubble, Mike.
0: You're I'm, right. they on the bubble. On the bubble. Jason's like, right Montre- above. You, Jason's right above me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're right there. You're right there. All right. Well, that's all that we have for the show today, Mike. You have any plugs? I do not. All right, and you won't be with us next week because you'll be at a football
0: game. Yeah, um, Saints Monday night, I got a, a ticket. So, I mean, unless y'all want to record on Tuesday.
1: Mm, I don't know. I think we're back to a Wednesday start on that time. So it's it's because of the last
0: like, like uh, uh, next week the international break? It's oh, it's, it, is
1: a, it is a slow week, isn't it? That's right. It's only got four teams playing. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll you can see. just record from the game. You can just scream into your phone.
0: <laughs> that, that, that'll probably not be a good idea <laughs> I'm sure people it, It'll be in the Superdome And like Breeze is probably expected To get the uh, passion record So uh, it, it's, it's going to be very loud It's going to be very loud Yeah we don't have a game until Friday Next week
1: well, maybe if you want us to wait and record on Tuesday so that Mike can be here and chat with us, uh, hit us up on Twitter. If you've lasted this long, I mean,
0: I honestly, I about. can give you my picks now. You're going to want LAFC players. You're going to want Quintero. Um, you're going to want every DC United player who doesn't go on international break. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Maybe someone from New England. That's probably the one you're round out. But yeah, you're <laughs> pretty much getting four LAFC, four DC United, Quintero, and someone from New England.
1: Right, so there we
0: go. So I'm, this week's boom, episode I'm done. title <laughs> is
1: "Late Episode Spoilers for Mike." <laughs> that Mike spoils around 33 for everybody.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, all right. Well, as for myself, you can check out everything over at MLSFantasyBoss.com with uh, the charts and captain picks that we're going to have for the rest of the season. You can also head over to r slash fantasy MLS, the subreddit community uh, where lots of stuff gets posted from around the web and conversation happens as people are getting their teams rated and just talking about their strategies for the upcoming round. Uh, you can also use the chat over at MLS the integrated discord chat. It's free. Just make an account and you can chat with some of the top fantasy minds uh, that play the game, and so it's it's a great resource to have. And then finally, I'll have my articles up at MLSsoccer.com with my player picks along with Skylar Redpath's uh, player rankings that you can all look forward to this round. So it's a good round, a uh, nice little break for us, and good luck.